Praise God, church. I'm excited to be here this morning. Thank you for having me here in the service. Do count it a privilege and an honor. And uh, I feel the presence of God here this morning. Can you say amen? My brother tells me that's his first time song leading. And I can tell you for sure he's done a far better job than I did the first time I ever song led. So we're ahead of the game this morning. Hallelujah. Good. I'm just going to set up my dashboard here. Just give me one second. Hopefully that's not too distracting. Praise God. If you have a Bible with you this morning, I'd like us to to the book of Proverbs, and we're going to read from chapter 28 and verse 19. And so this morning, I um, was invited to preach here this morning, and basically, you know, I was thinking about that, thinking about that, and then... I thought about it so much, I arrived here this morning and I didn't actually have a sermon to preach to you. Can you believe that? No, I'm joking, I've got a sermon. You can relax, church. But can you imagine this morning that if I rocked up here to preach a sermon to the congregation and I had nothing prepared? I wonder what you would think about that if that was the case. Some of you perhaps would be thinking, praise God, let's go and have some lunch. But the point that I want to make this morning is that in order to rock up to service with a sermon prepared, take some work. Now, pastor, week in and week out, he's working at preparing sermons. And often you and I, we see the result, but we don't see the work that goes into that in the background. Anything that's going to be good and worthy that's produced is going to take some work this morning. And... uh, If you want to have a nice house this morning, you know, it doesn't clean itself. Probably some men think that it does, but it doesn't. You know, um, a competent performance song service team here this morning, they perform. That doesn't just happen. Some work goes into that behind the scenes, right? There's practices that take place. And yeah, we we can do a good job, but if we're going to have an excellent performance, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. A good marriage this morning takes some work. It doesn't just happen like that. You've got to put some effort into it. Well-behaved kids, etc., they don't just come out like that, right? It takes work. You've got to put some effort into those things. And so I know it's not what you want to hear this morning, but if you want something to be good in life, you're going to have to work at it. I remember my one of my first jobs as a young man uh, a furniture removalist. And so, you know, there'd be stairs involved, there'd be all kinds of things happening. And I would complain to the boss, oh man, do we have to take that lounge, that fridge down those stairs in there an easier way? Can we just like lower it over the balcony or something like that? And he would say to me, a bit of hard work never killed anybody. And so I want to minister a sermon this morning that I've entitled, A Bit of Hard Work Never Killed Anyone. Amen. Um, Let's read from our text. Proverbs is a book of wisdom, and it's life from God's perspective. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 19 says these words, He who tills the land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. He who tills the land will have plenty of bread. Praise God. How many here this morning, you like bread? I like bread, perhaps a little bit too much. 
but he who follows frivolity. That, that word frivolity, that, that's basically a, a bludger, someone who does nothing, lays around and waits for things to happen, will have poverty enough. So you cannot have wisdom without work, and it takes work to get wisdom this morning. You can demonstrate wisdom by work. How's that, you say? Well, I'm glad you asked this morning. You can demonstrate wisdom by your work ethics this morning. It's the effort that you put into important things of life. When you do this, you show that you understand how life works and thus demonstrate wisdom. How many know that work this morning is a revealer of character? You can see what kind of man or woman you are or what your heart is like by the work that you do or don't do. One of the very foundations of life this morning work. The first thing that God did for man in the book of Genesis was to give him a job. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15 says, The Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to work and to take care of it. For the Bible students amongst us this morning, the book of Genesis is the book of beginnings, right? First book of the Bible. And in the beginning, God sets a pattern for all of us for the rest of life and it consists of work. God in his wisdom has woven work into our lives because there are many benefits to it for you and I. Let me give you a few this morning. The first one is that work is healthy for us. Right? Not just physically. Because we're out there, we're doing something physically. That's great. That's a benefit. But it also gives you a purpose. It can give you dignity and it can give you training for life. Many lessons to be learnt in the workplace when you're dealing with work colleagues and other people. Can you say amen? Learn how to communicate. Learn how to get some things done. To respond to authority. We learn how to you know, be delegated tasks and, and tick some boxes and get some things done. And it all can take place in the workplace. Number two is that it keeps us out of trouble. Having nothing to do is an open door to all kinds of issues this morning. You know, if we just, you know, we've got nothing to aim for when we get up in the morning, we just wake up, lay in bed for an extra half an hour, who cares? Time is on my side. I can just cruise today, do whatever I want. And you know, before you know it, we're trying to live for God. We're trying to be Christians. And we're open to all kinds of things. It starts in our mind. We've got nothing else to do. We spend time thinking. And then it leads down a path, temptation, and before you know it, we're, we're doing the wrong thing. You know, if we've got a, something to do, a purpose in life, we get up at the same time every day, we go to a place of work, we've got a job to do, it can keep us occupied. And so a word of wisdom there, if, uh, if we want to have a strategy to stay out of trouble, we need to have something to do. Number three is that work is the pathway to successful living this morning. It's the law of sowing and reaping. I'm sure you've heard that before. And that is that what you put in is what you get out. This is a farming principle, right? And so if I was to sow an acre of seeds, an acre is a, is a portion of land, right? So many meters by so many meters. You know, if I was a farmer and I was to sow some seeds into that acre, then I'm going to reap five acres, right? No. If I sow an acre, I'm going to reap an acre, right? So what you put in is what you get out. 
And that's why quick schemes do not work this morning. Christians don't gamble. Christians don't play lotto. What Christians do is they work hard. They have savings and they have surplus because of the discipline of hard work. And can I say here this morning, that is why Christians, you and I, ought to be the standout employees on our jobs. We ought to stand out amongst every worker, right? We're the Christians there. We're setting the example. We're the good example, right? And so the word Christian, follower of Christ, that's what it means, disciple of Christ. Are your workmates seeing that in you this morning? As we're inviting them out to church to come and get saved and experience the gospel, they think, I'm not going to that bludgers church. He's always sick, rocks up late every day. We need to be the standout employees in our workplace. Hallelujah. God in his wisdom, he always gives us things in potential. Right? So not in its complete form. He doesn't just you know, lay it out. The only thing he does that with is salvation. Salvation is a free gift. We don't have to work for that. Praise God. Because we could never earn our salvation this morning. But everything else in life, because of his wisdom, he gives to us in potential. Because he recognizes that when we work for something, you and I are going to place a much higher value on it, right? And so, you know, you think of the spoiled rich kid, right? They didn't have to work for what they have. They've got everything and they just take, they just take it for granted, take advantage of it. And they don't appreciate what they have because they did not have to work for it. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 29 says these words, And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. You know, in every seed, there's small things. In every seed, there is potential this morning. Potential to bring forth life, fruit to grow. And the same is true for you and I. You know, seed in and of itself does nothing. It sits there dormant. It's ineffective. It can sit on the shelf for weeks, months, years, you name it, and it just does nothing. But when you take some dirt and you put that seed in that dirt, now we're talking. Now we can produce something. And so... If I, if I had a handful of dirt here this morning, good old New Zealand dirt from the ground, you know, we see that and we just think, you know, it's dirt, who cares? There's not much to it, right? We tell our kids, you're dirty, you need to go and take a shower, take a bath and get clean, get that dirt off. But that dirt has much value. Without that dirt, the seed wouldn't grow, you and I wouldn't have food. And so everything good in life starts with We could call it unfulfilled potential. Let's look at a couple. The first one is marriage. If you and I want a good marriage this morning, guess what? It's going to take some work. It doesn't just happen, right? Yeah, I know you're in love and it's the honeymoon period and all that sort of stuff. You know, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news this morning, but as some time goes by, you're going to start to realize there's some differences between you and her you're going to start to realize that this relationship, if it's going to be successful, some effort put into it. It's going to take some work this morning. 
What about calling? What you can be, not what you are right now. To get where you want to be, guess what? Work. Talents, giftings. You know, you may have an aptitude for instruments and uh, music abilities and all that sort of stuff. But for it to be developed, there needs to be some practice. Now, what ministry is it that God's calling you to do? How is he calling you to serve in the church? Are you going to do that, you know, half-hearted? Or are you going to do that with excellence this morning? We're serving the King of Kings. Can you say amen? He deserves our best this morning. And it deserves for us to put in some effort and some work. So what your ministry becomes is going to depend upon the work that you put in. Are you seeing a pattern develop here this morning, church? Work. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 11 says these words, He who tills the land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. So here it is again. If you frivolity, you are devoid of wisdom in that. There's no wisdom in blood for the to happen. You put in some work, then we're starting to demonstrate some wisdom. Proverbs 28 and verse 19 says these words, He who works the, uh, his land will have an abundance of food, but one who chases fantasies will have his fill of poverty. And Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 23, In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter, you're sitting around and talking about work, leads only to poverty. Whether it's ministry this morning, it's finances, skills, marriage, career, business, health, parenting, even a presentable home and putting some food on the table at home, you know, preparing a meal, all that stuff is going to require work for it to be successful. Which brings me to my second point this morning, foolishness and work. Two men were talking. One man said to the other, my job is a lot like Christmas. How's that, replied the second man. I do all the work, and the fat guy in the suit gets all the credit. Of course, he's referring to the boss. That's funny this morning, but how many know it's probably an incorrect view? And I don't know about how things are here in New Zealand, but I know Australia well. And that's a classic Australian attitude towards authority. But it lacks wisdom this morning. Wisdom this morning understands the need for leadership and structure. And not just understands it, church, but embraces it this morning. Not working or not doing your best at work demonstrates a lack of wisdom. And there are several foolish views that I want to consider. And the first one is fantasy. Fantasy, this is a foolish view. A lot of Christians apparently believe in magic. They live life like it's all just going to work out somehow magically. It will just happen and I do not have to do anything. Well, I've got news for you this morning. That's not how life works. You know, there's no connection between what they want to be, future, and what they're doing now to get there. These people are usually disconnected with their portion and they fantasize that life will be better elsewhere. The ground is the problem. So they look elsewhere. New job, new city, new church. And unfortunately and sadly, even many in the world looking for a new spouse. 
I remember hearing a story once I was at home and um, my wife was uh, in the lounge room with a, with a lady she had over for coffee or tea, whatever it was. And I was in another room there and I was just overhearing the conversation and the conversation went something like this, that this, this lady was saying, you know, my husband, he is a man of faith. And so immediately my, my ears prick up. You know, here's this wife, she's, she's heaping praise upon our, her husband, as, as we should, right, right, wives? And so I want to hear what she's got to say. You know, this husband, he's a man of faith. And she, she goes on to tell this story. She says, you know, like for an example, we'll be in bed at night, about to drift off to sleep, and then suddenly we hear a loud dripping of a tap. And I'll say to my husband, can you please get up and turn that tap off properly? And you know what? He just prays and it stops dripping. And I was like, oh, wow, man, that's, that's powerful. You know, I don't, I don't think God's really interested in our dripping taps, right? Why don't you just get up out of bed and turn it off? Yeah. Sometimes things are going to require some effort, right? You're going to have to flick back the blanket, get out, and actually, oh, man, it's so labor-intensive, turn that tap, right? And then go back to bed, sleep peacefully. It's not hard. But it's a bad testimony when God's people disguise laziness with faith. Proverbs chapter 21 and 25 says, The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. The Bible says that faith and work go together. And so let's look at then thirdly, pride. Some people feel that certain types of work are I mean, with my talent, my brains, I shouldn't have to do any hard work, right? I shouldn't have to do any boring jobs or, you know, labor-intensive stuff. You know, that's, that's for the plebs. You know, I'm, I'm above that. You know, this is, this is pride, and many disciples can make this mistake. You know, my job is not important, but the things of God, man, that's important. That's, that's where I put the effort into. But on my job, you know, I'm not the best testimony. But in church, man, I'm on fire for God. We're on fire. All right? And so, the things of God, that's not important. Taking care of the kids, that's not important. But, you know, as long as I'm on outreach, God will bless me. Um, cleaning the church toilets. Being a servant in the house of God, hospitality, having people over to my house, spending time with your spouse this morning. Right, I don't have to do these things. I'm a disciple. She'll follow. Submit, woman. Guess what? Wrong answer. It's all discipleship. It's all part of Christianity. It's all part of righteous living this morning. It all goes together. We can't separate the two. You can't be a good disciple and a bad husband. It's a contradiction. Right? The two don't go together. You can't be a man of God and neglect your children this morning. Right? And so the two always go together, faith and work. Well, that's not related to discipleship, so I don't have to put in much effort. It's the wrong answer. It's all related to the kingdom this morning. It's an error to think that I can be a bad worker at whatever facet you want to think about. Marriage, 
children, finances, but also be a good disciple at the same time. You're praying for a pay rise, but you're always late for work. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think God will bless that. And I wonder this morning what the conversation would go like if your boss met your pastor. Well, for some of us, we'd be like, oh man, we don't want that to happen. You know, others, praise God, you've got a good work ethic and you're like, bring it on. Let my pastor meet my boss. He's only going to say good things. Hallelujah. And I, you know, hopefully that's most of us here this morning. Right? It's equally true, you cannot be a bad son, a bad daughter, a bad spouse, and be a good disciple. And you think to yourself, as long as I'm good with God, you're going to have to work at all of these this morning, church. They all go together. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 24 says that hard workers will become leaders, but those who are lazy will be slaves. Proverbs 18 and verse 9 says, he who is slothful, Slothful, I love that word. It's a good Bible word, right? Slothful, you sloth. Sloth. Right? Lazy, that's what it means, lazy person. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is the great destroyer. Oh, who's the great destroyer? Think about that for a second. I don't want to be his brother. So then let's look thirdly and finally this morning at the blessing of work. Hallelujah. This is the good news this morning. It's not all bad news. Here's some hope for us this morning. There is a blessing that comes from work. Partly because we are cooperating with the laws that God has built into life when we understand this. Proverbs 28 verse 19 says that those who work their land will have plenty of food. This tells us something. If you're going into the ground, right, then you're going to reap a crop. That's natural, right? What you put in is what you get out. Remember, we talked about that at the start. Plant seeds, crop. But there's more than that. There's a supernatural blessing that comes when we do our part. God does his part. He gets involved, and you and I reap more than we invest this morning. Hallelujah. I don't know about you this morning, church, but I'm glad about that. You know, if I do my part, God's going to do his part. And not only that, he's going to do more than his part because he's God. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords this morning. You know, he's supernatural. His arm is not short, church. That means that he can reach out and he can touch any situation in life. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what condition your finances are in this morning doesn't matter what condition your marriage, your relationships are in this morning. If you and I would do our part, God's going to reach out and he's going to touch that situation on our behalf. Hallelujah. That's good news. You know, farmers work hard, right? They till the ground. They remove the obstacles. You know, in the old days, they would plow and all that sort of thing. And they'd use an ox and, you know, tow the plow got big rocks in the ground, roots of old trees and bushes. They've got to get, up that, get that stuff out of the way, right? And that, that takes some hard work, some, some labor. And then they would plant the seed and then after they've done all that they can do, then they wait for the miracle. Right? They, they can do all that they can do, but they can't make it rain. Right? I just moved across from Australia. We've hardly seen any rain for the last two years. Right? It's dry. I'm sure you've heard about the bushfires. You know, God makes it rain. 
He designed planet Earth. He designed the universe. He controls all of that stuff. He controls the seasons. Right? We've got summer, winter, autumn, spring, all that stuff. He designed all that. He's an engineer. He knows what he's doing. And so when we do our part, then he does his. Uh, John chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. Here it is, God is setting the example and the testimony for us of a worker. Jesus, his son, who came to the cross and died for us, he says, and I too am working. When you and I catch this revelation this morning, we're going to find the breakthrough that we've been looking for. And the revelation is this. Our true boss is God. Amen? You know, in your workplace, in your home, you think, you know, no one sees, you know, I can just get away with this and get away with that. And you may be able to do that, you know, to some extent. But you know, our true boss is God. He sees everything this morning. He sees the effort that you and I put in behind closed doors. He sees the prayers that we pray in the quiet place because he's God. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8, it says these words. It says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord and not men because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever he, good he does whether he is slave or free how many people here this morning you want to be fruitful All right, that should be every single one of us All right, we want to be fruitful God's called us to be fruitful and what does he say he says go forth and bear fruit that's not just for the pastor that's just not for the leaders of the church. That's for every single man, woman, boy and girl of God. He says, go forward and, and, and bear fruit. If you want to be fruitful this morning, it's going to take some work. You and I are going to have to step out. We're going to have to work at it. We're going to have to have some faith. And as we would do that, as we would step out and we would witness, God gets involved. Supernatural enhancement. Who knows what the possibilities can be? Who knows about the fruit that you and I can bear this year? 2020. Here we are at the end of January, right? We've got another 11 months in this year. What's the theme for this year? God of miracles, right? We want God to do miracles, then we're going to have to work with God for him to do those miracles. We can't just lay around and expect God to do everything. He, he will, he's able, he's God, right? But you and I need to work with God, and then we're going to see miracles that blow our minds. Hallelujah. Your effort what you put in shows what you believe about God and how he says life works. You know, it's work that blesses other people this morning. A kind word, a word of encouragement, you know, it takes some effort. We've got to step out. We don't always feel like doing that, but you know, that can be a blessing to somebody's life. That can change the course of their day, their week, their year. And just taking the time to encourage someone, you know what, you did a good job. You know what, I appreciate what you've done, the things that you've said, the things that you've given. I really appreciate that. Having people over for dinner, that's a blessing. Taking time for a teaching moment, mum and dad, with your children. Right, you know, as we go about life, situations are going to pop up. You need to seize that moment and impart something into our children. Don't just let it pass by. Put some work into it. Put some effort into it. Say, you know, listen, little Johnny, did you see how that happened? 
You know, that's because that man has decided to take drugs. He's ended up there. You know, take some time. Teach him some lessons. Don't just let life blow by. When you step up into ministry, when you want to pay rise, when you want better relationships, you fill in the blanks, then you need to embrace this statement. Diligent workers can be trusted with greater responsibilities. Right, you want a promotion at work? Diligent workers can be trusted with greater responsibilities. You want to step up into ministry? Diligent workers, diligent, right? That's hardworking, reliable. You can be trusted with greater responsibilities. And this is the miracle. God can blow our mind in any area of life if you and I are willing to work for it. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 29 says, do you see a man who excels at his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. You and I get out more than we invest. There is a multiplying power of God that he has built into life. If we will do our part, then I guarantee you he will do more than his. Praise God. Let's bow our heads here this morning, church. I want every head bowed across this place, every eye closed in respect to God this morning.